Welcome back to episode two of the Epic Epoch podcast. With you as always, I am Perry the Pig. I have uh, my co-host with me, Dread. Hello, this is Dread from Rat City Radio, the oh first God. official podcast <laughs> of Wolfson Lords of Mayhem. Oh wait, what? Wrong one. Anybody All right, wrong one? so I guess I guess it's April first. I suppose <laughs> I really want to get away from the title Rat City Radio. Let's. Let's not have that as the subtitle here. I quite like it. You like Rat City Radio? It's an obscure <laughs> yeah. reference. You're the only to one, one that doesn't like it, Perry. It's, it's Long such, live Rat City. It's, Rat it's City. such a small reference to Last Epoch. You could click through it and you'd never know that it exists. It's one person's dialogue that you would never read. Like, Dude, come real on. Game is Those known. are the most important real passive points ever, okay? <laughs> so I have, I have a third person uh, here today. Not not only the co the uh, the co-host here, but we also have Jay the product. Jay, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. Glad glad that you're here. We have we have a couple things that we need to talk about today. But uh, as as this is your first time joining us on Epic Epoch, could you could you give us a quick little rundown? What who who are you? What what, what are you doing? I don't I don't see the streamer tag am... next to you on the official <laughs> Discord. No, so that, I'm, I'm not sure who you are. I am the only British streamer. <laughs> that's, that's all we need, right? <laughs> no, I I stream. I am creator of Salt the Wounds. Uh, in Perry's opinion, best creator unique in the game. I just think I it's agree. really good. Good uh, design, powerful. Enough. I have a I have a YouTube channel. I've uploaded two whole videos. No, three oh. actually. I take oh. that back. Three whole videos. And yeah, I I do stream. I streamed today. I'm getting back into it. And I've been playing the game for like approaching two years now. Excellent. So we have the creator of Salt the Wound, and I guess just just general good guy, streamer, podcaster, content creator, YouTuber, and friend of the podcast here. So Jay, I'm glad that we can get you onto the podcast nice and early on episode two. We uh we've got a couple things to talk about today, but instead of instead of rehashing 085, which all of a sudden, as of some of the hot fixes. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with 085. I'd like to give us the opportunity to revisit <clears throat> a different conversation where we were talking about defenses and last epoch. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. So before the last... we do that, oh go can, ahead. Can I can I say one thing? Can I just can we just all thank EHG? Just just real quick. All thank EHG for how wonderful these hotfixes have been. Like, insanely good these hotfixes have been. Like, they have been so good. I'm so happy. Like, I I wanna I wanna make one of those memes where it's like 085, like eh, and 085C. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Finally, listen to my advice about locusts. Finally, I, I feel, uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I just I've said a couple times the past few few days since uh oh wait wait oh wait five. Wait, which was the one? Is that the <laughs> one where they just did the instability stuff? That's no, point five C. That's that's oh. the that's the oh, Charlie. Oh, yeah. The, well, whatever one added the stability stuff is by far the best quality of life patch they have introduced since I started playing the game. It it feels like a real step in the right direction for Last Epoch to be like a one finished product. Oh yeah, big time. This is this is a very, you know what all right let's let's talk about the change so we had we had 085 which is the introduction of a whole bunch of stuff but also not the uniques that I want to play with 
085B was the uh okay, was 085B the hot fix for uh for Locust? Was that it? 085 oh, was, was the what was B? Oh, B was the B keys. B was found my keys. Yeah, okay. So 085B <laughs> is where your keys finally dropped from bosses, and that was like the primary change. For a while yeah. with the two new dungeons, the keys weren't dropping enough, and they're supposed to drop from bosses of Monolith, and now they do. So now keys are just like, raining down, everyone's got that. So the third hotfix, I guess the second hotfix, 085C, which just happened like two or three days ago, was the introduction of uh the, it, it, I guess it's a reason to kill monsters because we've never really had a reason to kill monsters before and we finally have one it was like the very top note you know like you open up the uh the, the patch note page you read one sentence and your brain is already like oh man they finally did it they added a reason to kill monsters in the game so now when you kill monsters going about your your echo you can gain bonus stability which means you can get through the monolith faster and like there are other changes but even just this one line of text, excellent. Chef's kiss. There were other changes? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, Swarmblade <laughs> got completely reworked again. You guys read the Swarmblade stuff? Uh. I mean, I had to because I had a guide on it, so I had to make sure like my shit still worked. What, what, what happened with the, uh, with the Locust thing? Oh, pretty much what they did was uh, they buffed their base stats again. They... Cap them for, to 12 slash 15 if you grab some nodes. Uh, they also made it so that when you place down a hive, it will summon things, uh, it will summon them near enemies. You have to be near enemies for them to summon, which nerfs all the, the kind of abusing things where you like you'd go through different zones and get like a 70 locust, uh, locust swarm, which doesn't matter now because they're capped at 15. But now you have to actually place your hives near enemies, which is completely fine because each hive has enough to cap you out in Locust. So you walk up to a pack, place a hive down, move on. Walk to an uh, insane quality of life. And also, as well, they made it so that Swarm Strike, sure, like it's not as OP as it was before. It's still highly playable and really strong. Like, for instance, my version that I played on the YouTube channel with Apathy's Ma went from 200k DPS on the dummy to 600k DPS on the dummy after the hotfix. So, like, all the hummingbee builds got nerfed into the ground, and then, like, I like I hopped on mine, and like, oh, wow, it's it's alive and better. So the, so the builds that built no damage and had no gear equipped got nerfed significantly got it's it got it <laughs> write that down write that down i like yep. that i like Actually, that good change gear. well the thing is i had invested a lot of gear into mine like i like a lp apathies like i i invested a lot of gear into this so it was sad to see that like mine did so terribly because i played how you normally would play a build and then and then i was validated so thank so that, you that, that seems like the perfect kind of change then because like they they nerfed the the extreme outlier one of the most busted skills we've ever seen and they buffed the high investment version that actually uses a what's it called weapon cool weapon? okay yeah good, what? Good, good. what yeah there's actually a story to this part so like a while back i was uh talking to rhymer in dms because uh, we were talking about Bleed Werebear, because uh, Hazelroot and all that, we didn't know that worked, and then Rhymer showed me, and I showed him my version. And we ended up having a conversation about locusts. 
And I said the best way to buff locusts was to just buff their duration, right? Whatever you got to do, just buff their duration because eight second duration feels absolutely terrible, right? Well, then first thing this patch, they buff locust swarms duration. I'm like, no, no, it's the wrong one. You just made it OP. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> but then patch, uh, the hotfix came is like, Bam, then then exactly the change I was looking for. The locust duration went from eight seconds to 15, which so much better, so much better. Because a lot of the buffs that primalists have, like for instance, like Yulia's <clears throat> Path that would make locusts viable for crit, right? That would make them useful. They actually work now because you have a 13 second duration maelstrom, right? And you get to actually benefit from the whole duration of the maelstrom. So it's like absolutely amazing, like absolutely amazing change. I haven't tried locusts yet. I still need to try them still, but I'm really hyped to try them because if it's anything better than what I tried, it should be viable enough to actually have fun with. So let's let's hit on one more thing real quick, as long as we're talking about changes from 085C, the hot fix that we all like so much. We had the uh, killing monsters give stability, which is a tremendous change. We have a lot of changes to swarm blade form, including locust and swarm strike. And then we also have, and I, I'm, I'm going to botch the name of this, but I'm not sure if I'm botching it intentionally or not. We have something called the gaze. So now you can like, you can, you can farm the gaze now, right? Yeah, you can farm. Orbis, it's, it's like the, right? it's, a, it's called like the gaze of Aerobus, I think. It's yeah. like so, that meme with like Dwayne Johnson. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is so the you, gaze. <laughs> so you can farm. You can farm the gaze of Aerobus, and it is a, uh, it's like a, it's like a buff that your character would have, I suppose, or like it gets stored on your monolith web, and it allows you to get bonus corruption by killing the boss, which is important because when you're killing the boss in empowered monoliths, you can also skip the first two missions so like you don't need to do mission number one you don't need to do mission number two which is once you finish them yeah once you finish them for the first time which is just an incredible change because it means that if you're farming a boss you can do it so much better this saves you like 10 minutes it's awesome you know what this did though right guys this change buffed lightning builds because they don't have to do the first two quest echoes in the lag on time. <laughs> <laughs> buffed any build that use a ravenous void. You should be able to farm one so easy now. It, it buffed the lag in timeline because you don't have to do those miserable first two quests. <laughs> okay, so okay. bad. I got you. Well, you I got still you. have to do them first and then you never have to do them ever again. Yeah, but you only have to do them in unempowered. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's still a little too much for me. I don't know. Yeah. Doing the content one time. <laughs> All right. Once per account, maybe. Horribus's eyebrow. I love that. Maybe, maybe we're gonna see monoliths be shared between characters at some point. I, I, I think. I think. I don't I know if like I want that. that. You, you would, you would or would not. I, I don't think, think I would. Fine. I think it would be fine when like multiplayer comes and we're like on servers. But right now, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I don't know exactly. So, so normally I would say like, yes, absolutely, this is exactly what I want, but. Now that we have like bonus stability and bonus corruption and you can get through these things faster. So we have a tournament coming up today, like one of those Vision GL weekend races. And what I need to uh, keep track of is how many echoes does it take me? How long in terms of minutes and hours does it take me to get through my three level 90 monoliths? Because that's the part that sucks. That, that's, that's the part where my brain just turns off and goes to sleep because there's nothing interesting going on up there. But if the bonus stability is fast enough where I can just like 
get through these things in half the time, then maybe it's not that bad, you know, not having access to uh, the monoliths or like Impala monoliths on each separate character. Something to note about that is, well, one person today told me that they felt the level 90 ones were a lot faster, but I heard someone say it takes roughly 160 echoes from start to finish to get to empowered. So it might be worth, like, once you get to empowered, you know, take a look at your echo count and just see how many you've done and how much less than around 160 it is. So interesting what so what i would really like to do is go back in time and keep track of how long it used to take me because i don't really yeah. know the only number that i really know is like okay the, the the fastest characters that i can play and i think i think um like static orb or like uh cold dot maelstrom werebear i think those are just about some of the fastest characters i've ever played two monoliths or sorry two power monoliths and i think my fastest time was like maybe 12 hours in one sitting where i forgot to yeah. look at the clock so I guess that's the number that I have to go with. So eventually I'll just need to sit down and invest 10 hours and see if I can get it done in less time now. Yeah, I am specifically, I, I haven't started the turn yet because I actually want to record a lot of it, but I'm specifically playing a really good build because, uh, you know, I, I played with static and I got too empowered, but obviously static is its own thing. I'm not even going to talk about how, disappointed i am in that right now but uh i mean at least the version i was trying the spellblade one uh, i think sorcerer should be fine but still uh, i'm gonna be playing a really good build this time around just so i can see like how quickly i can actually get to empowered and see if it feels different than like that's a good normal. idea i like it can you just uh tell people what your really good build is what my really good build is i mean yeah. if it's not abyssal you know i already tested on meme. standard it has like 600k dps i know it's still a meme right? though i still want to hear you say it. it it's bleed devouring orb like it's just bleed devouring orb it's just literally just devouring orb but with bleed and you get to ignore crit avoid you get to ignore like you don't get to ignore dodge with this one specifically but you get to ignore a lot of stuff. And you just, devouring you just Orb is good for dot builds, but it still sounds like a meme, you know? Just bleed Devouring Orb, like, You'll, you'll understand like why meme, it's strong. But it, it's, well, bleed, Devouring Orb is good for dot builds. Yoink. I'm going to steal the shit out of that build. <laughs> I, All right. uh, I just found out what I'm playing this weekend. Nice. Uh, no, Perry, you're you're an ethical hardcore gamer. You will be playing, playing Vengeance. Race. Thank you very much. I'm going to be I'm gonna be playing what? Vengeance? Wait, yeah, yeah Vengeance is one of the picks, race. right? All right. All right. Can, are, are we, do you want to talk about this? We can talk about this too. <laughs> what, Vengeance? Yeah, definitely. No, we can talk about the weekend tournament. Oh well, yeah, of course. There, there is a there is a small, small little chunk of drama. So let's let's fill people in in case they don't know what's going on. So the uh, the weekend tournament, uh, before it starts on on the Wednesday, uh, before the Friday, you would go to Vision GL's Discord, and supposing that you're going to be someone who participates in the tournament, you would also vote on what skill you'd like to see. So for this upcoming weekend, we have the Void Knight tournament, the last Void Knight tournament, um. People who played Abyssal Echoes crushed it. And Abyssal Echoes won, and Abyssal Echoes is a great skill. It's to, to me, it's fun to play. I like, you know, I, I enjoy it. But it's not the most engaging skill because uh, there's pretty much only one way of playing it. You can play the no cooldown version, but that doesn't really scale into Arena. And pretty much every single Abyssal Echo build, the first thing you do is turn off Chain, which is this cool engagement mechanic that you need to turn off. And you only take the nodes in the top right which allow you to have it repeated you know, four times, so five total. And like every Abyssal Echo build is kind of the same. There's not really much variety there. You guys so, are going to get this nerfed. 
So, so the three skills for Abyssal Echo, I, I would love I to see so. an Abyssal Echo nerf. I would love to see an Abyssal yeah, Echo mana chain. I would rather where it's, than where it's less the mana by default. So it's usable. I would love to see less mana by default, and then yeah, it costs additional mana if you spec into those five mana nodes. I, I would like to see something like that. I would like to Give see one big mana cost back. instead of a bunch of small mana costs. But in the any chain case... chain looks so cool as well. It's such a shame that it just doesn't do anything. Well, it turns out when it doesn't, like cast like five times in a row anymore it's terrible <laughs> yes so so the three skills for this weekend are uh abyssal echoes vengeance <laughs> and erasing strike Wait, so you have moment. one oh, skill you have, you have one skill that's like kind of boring but really strong and then you have two erasing strike tier meme skills yeah and vengeance <laughs> it's like okay Cool. Then Vengeance got nerfed this patch as well. Like, well, not like um, directly, but they fixed a bug with it that resulted in it losing like even more damage than it has in the last like seven patches. I don't know, cool. bro. It still sounds like a nerf. Mm. <laughs> cool, cool. So one thing there's... I realized. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say there's like there's not much to do. You know, you can use erase like you erasing yeah, strike is a primary skill. It's not a utility skill. You can't use it to apply debuffs. It hits really hard, and then all your mana is gone. And then vengeance is like it doesn't really deal damage, but you can use it for defense. So you could you could you could just play any skill you want, have vengeance on your bar, and then just hit somebody every once in a while to get a defensive buff. Like that's so boring. Like come on. You could play void knight manifest armor using vengeance <laughs> as dr. Cool. If you really want to play Vengeance. <laughs> one thing right, I realized so with Abyssal Echoes, one way they could fix it is, do you know how, like, Maelstrom got, like, that, you know, Unleash node? It's kind of like Unleash and Path of Exile. Oh. Abyssal Echoes should have that node, mm, too. Definitely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> I, Something I, I don't, built. I'm not sure we have a topic, but I'm pretty sure we're off topic. I, did, I was going to say, do we have a topic? <laughs> well, we were going to talk about uh, specifically the stability changes, I believe. Okay, that's what sure, yeah. Let's, 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 okay. let's go stability changes. Because uh, the first thing I wanted to say was uh, we're, we're going we're gonna, to like approach this the opposite way around. So I have heard from multiple people, just a few people, uh, that like a very small major minority is like they actually don't really like this patch because it still benefits the zoomers you know like the people like you know obviously the strategy of rushing to the end of the boss and killing the boss and then of course you know you still get stability on the way and you still are better than you were before even if you play exactly how you're supposed to and it's supposedly supposed to be EHG's philosophy to not have that because they want people to actually spend time in the monoliths. Like, what's your opinion on that, Jay? I I am a zoomer, right? Like, I like yeah. going fast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I do like too. spending excessive amounts of time in mono. I want to go. I want to hop into a mono, clear the objective, get my loot, and then keep going. I am all for anything that like reduces the amount of time I'm spending in monos. And like this definitely does that. But I feel like you're you're right in that it gives you incentive to kill stuff, right? Surely this should be the best of both worlds. The people who want to sit there and full clear a mono are now being rewarded for it. And the people who want to spend as little time in monos as possible 
are also being rewarded for it because they're still getting the bonus stability, which allows them to rush the content even faster than they were previously. I don't... I per- personally see it as the best of both worlds for either side of the argument. One so thing I... I would say to that real quick, if that's okay, Perry. Mm-hmm. One thing I would say to that, what you just said, Jay, most of that I would agree with is true. The only thing that does not benefit the people who want to full clear the monoliths are, of course, the monolith echo rewards. Like, for instance, if you spend longer in a monolith, you're not going to get more exalted chests. Like, you're not going to get more exalted rings. You're not going to have a better chance at a rare helmet. So, in theory, no matter how much they change the system, unless if they change that little specific detail, there will still be a method in farming in which you just go for all the good nodes and then, you know, go for it as quickly as possible. And I don't know if that's good. I I like that because I like there being multiple strategies. Like you want to farm boss uniques, spend time in monos, kill stuff with stability, do that, that works. Or if you want to farm gear, like when the echoes, you want to farm specific like helmet types, just, you know, bam Mm -hmm. those. But at least that's, that's like one thing I'll add. What's your opinion on all this, Perry? Yeah, I wanted I wanted to pull this up real quick, so I just punched in the uh, the 085C patch notes. Um, something that I've said before is like they they could take the stability and then give you they they could like they could take the stability that they currently have. They could lower how much stability you get and then give you up to the normal amount for killing some monsters and then some bonus if you kill beyond that. So like you would lower it and then if you kill monsters, you're normal, and then if you kill a lot of monsters, then you get like bonus, right? So I pulled up notes. That's not what they did. They they just buffed it. So you have like the old normal amount is the same as the current normal amount, but you can get more if you kill any monsters. Yeah, I mean, this strictly benefits, you know, going fast and killing a couple monsters along the way and not full clearing. I don't know why you would full clear. Like, I guess that there's technically a reason that you would might want to full clear. And this is an argument that I've heard before as well. If you have a bunch of rarity stacked up like not not you're currently building up that rarity but like let's say you've already done your your six and your five and your four and your one and like you have all this rarity built up these these modifiers on your web you could do one echo and full clear that entire echo because then the side box not the echo reward but like the the treasure box on the side would be full of stuff and it would all have that rarity modifier on it right and then you could try to farm lp uniques that way so like there there is a strategy there. No one really does it, but it, it's technically a, a possibility. And to respond to that as well, just real quick, one thing they could add is like you know how like they have dungeon floors, and the dungeon floors are like enemies drop more yada yada yada. Go on. They could just add that, like. Like, for instance, you go to an exalted chess mono, like exalted like chess plate, and not only do you get the reward at the end if you just rush to the end, but if you kill stuff in the mono, they have a higher chance to drop that specific thing you're trying to get. Like, for instance, if you go into a rune one, they have a higher chance to drop runes. If you go into like a glyph one, they have a higher chance to drop glyphs. If like you do like a helmet, like unique helmet one, they have a little bit higher chance to drop unique helmets, I guess. Like they obviously can't be too crazy with this, but like there could be something like that so that if you really, 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 really need like an exalted chess piece for your build, like a specific one, you can just go 
all out and just full clear the entire zone, pop open the reward at the end so that the people who want to zoom still don't really don't get screwed over by this change as well. Like, I think there's room for best of both worlds. I, I, I do want to I do want to call back to um, Mr. Chris Wilson from Grinding Gear Games and something that he's said in the past when discussing like zoom zoom metas and people like speed clearing content in Path of Exile. And he said, like, listen, in an action RPG, a build that moves faster and completes the same amount of content is a better build. And like you, you're allowed to play worse builds. You're allowed to, you know, play bleed devouring orb and just have fun instead. But at, at the end of the day, if if build A and build B can both kill the boss and they can both get through monoliths and survive and not die, if build B does it twice as fast, it's better. Because it's an action RPG, it's about the items, it's about the experience, it's about getting in there, doing what you need to do, and then getting out. That's that's what action RPGs are. Can I just say, I, while I somewhat agree with what Dread was just saying a moment ago, and like wanting to add in these systems to incentivize full clearing, I think... I think we're muddying the waters a little bit right now of like the kind of identity that Last Epoch wants, or wants to have. Because, like, at least from when I started playing to now, they've they've kind of leaned in more into the the zoom zoom, go fast, clear the clear the objective, get your reward, keep going mentality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know that like ARPGs kind of need to focus in on one. Like, I think it's very difficult to try and like really do both. And I, I think Last Epoch handles the Zoom stuff pretty well. Like, I really like the pacing of Last Epoch in that it's not absurdly fast, like games like Path of Exile, but it's definitely faster than, like, Grim Dawn and even Diablo 2 in some cases. Um, so I think it's kind of important that, especially in beta, like, a game needs to find its identity, right? Yeah. And to add yeah. in layers upon layers of systems that are like, okay, so you don't want to go fast, do this instead is, like, getting a little bit... Like, you got to be careful, right? I, I hear what you're saying. Honestly, I, I like the pacing of Last Bug as well. I like that the echoes only take, you know, one minute, one and a half minutes, instead of 25 minutes, like Path of Exile. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have, you know, like, like, Val side area, and then a Xana, and then a sub-map, and then another master within the sub-map, and then like, yeah. all these different things, right? Like, it's just, it's like these yeah. bite-sized pieces of content. And, and I don't mind it. But <laughs> I I like what's currently going on. There are a lot of things we could add to the game. I with with regards to what Dred's been talking about, I'm in favor of making the game feel coherent. Hopefully, that's something that EAGG agrees on. I feel like it's kind of hard to disagree on it, but you know, I digress. Yeah. Uh, I want there to be a reason to do arena. You do arena in order to get this buff, in order to make this thing happen, in order to farm this one item. Like if EHG wants items to be target farmable which it seems like they do because that's how everything else in the game is then let's make these systems work but for the pacing for the speed i mean i kind of like the speed right now but we'll see yeah like i i like the speed as well like the problem with all of this is just like really at this point it's just what ehg wants their game to be because it's like like they've set up a heavily like heavily forced objective based like system where you go 
and you finish the objective and you're incentivized for getting to that objective faster, finishing it faster, and then of course rinse and repeat. So it's like at the base of the game, the, the base of the game incentivizes you to lean towards these things. And now that we have access to legendary items, we have like legendary potential tree rings, we have double movement speed, uh, double movement speed boots. Like we have all of these mechanics. Like when multiplayer comes, if they don't nerf movement speed, it is definitely going to be like Queen of the Forest all over again, like in Path of Exile. So it, it really is going to need to figure out its identity. Like, do they want us to? take a while to actually do the objective did they want us to you know like what what did they want like that's the, that's the biggest question i mean dread like, like you said they they could just take the stability bar that they've introduced on the screen or like in an echo just take that stability bar and make it a multiplier for how many items drop from the echo award oh yeah wouldn't, wouldn't that solve what we're talking about i don't well, think so because it, it then you just it have couldn't. yeah you just have people being incentivized to run the fastest clearing best build, screen yeah. clearing builds possible and then Good. especially in like a format <laughs> right group, right and then and now, <laughs> now you got a whole other problem oh god <laughs> we're incentivizing like, people to play good builds oh no I mean, like, okay, yeah. well, i will just say personally i think if you're the kind of person who like wants to slog through a monolith for 10 minutes then like that is your choice but that should vengeance. not be forced upon other people yeah yeah, yeah agreed <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, as well, is like, well, then, then it's going to gear towards builds that can afford to move quick and kill things fast. And you're going to enforce like a low, low corruption meta. And everyone's just going to be playing like Flame Reeve, Firebrand, Spellblade with like all like all movement speed items. And they're going to absolutely hate themselves. But it's uh... going to be the best way of dealing, doing stuff because you're going to clear the screen, move the screen move or whatever 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 it takes like like a raising I mean, strike can do it like it doesn't matter what it is okay no a raising strike does not count look, look <laughs> at turbo smite i'm at 500 yeah. corruption on just about every timeline on that character and i still one shot everything and i have hammers orbiting around me i just lunge through monos and everything dies it's like one of the fastest builds i've played you know like Maybe. you don't even have to be at low corruption and for reference they nerf static orb because of this like they nerfed yep. static orb because of it was too good at doing that by killing everything in the mono as it was going as towards the moving, objective yeah. so it like it's we're getting mixed signals from them that's like the thing with this yeah because they buff things like smite and they buff devouring orb and uh, echoes but static orb is where they draw the line newly added skill is it maybe just because it's like more on their radar they're more aware of it but that was a weird that was a weird pick for a nerf. wait static orb wasn't new was it sorry i said it was new i think oh, it, it was reworked, reworked. Yeah. yeah no the whole orbit playstyle was new to it yeah which is by the way that's like one of my favorite sork builds that orbit the <laughs> static so orb orbiting thing was so fun i'm i, I was very disappointed when they when they nerfed that place so, it wasn't even the most powerful version it was just fun I want to I want to I want to call out Twitch chat here. There, there's a there's a comment that that catches my eye, talking about monoliths taking ten minutes because they're all <laughs> atrocious. So one thing you could do to slow down monoliths is introduce more mini boss monsters like uh, diamond matrons. The echoes Excuse where me? you have five diamond matrons chasing after you, 
like it's it's kind of a different gameplay because your blood's pumping and you're paying a lot of attention all of a sudden but if there were more monsters like if they reintroduced the frost worms into the game if they yeah. put if they put more monsters like that in the game it'd be spooky and and you would, would have a different experience altogether i would take frost worms over diamond matrons any day of the week yeah all right deal ehg you hear that put them back yeah, in we could always Good just pick. double down just double down and just introduce bodyguards in every single mono not just ending the storm bodyguards oh, stop your character from moving for three minutes it's like a morgana queue like no we're not gonna i also i disagree perry i don't want them to add more mini boss mobs I think there's a little bit of overkill already. Yeah, especially like when you get... I don't think... like Things like Covenant of Dominion, I don't think a mob that can be a mini-boss objective should be able to just spawn randomly in the mono. Because like, getting like 10 Covenant Dominions running around chasing you is like the worst experience possible. I, I, I mean, it I just, I just so want bad. to clarify that, because I think Covenant of Dominion is like one of the worst monsters in the whole game. I think it's miserable. So like yeah. I I want to I want to like separate you know the the crime from the sinner you know what I mean or the sin from the sinner mm. it's like I just man I, I mean I like Baruna ogres like I'm fighting multiple Baruna ogres yeah like it's annoying but it's fun like it is dodge their do you remember the patch where I I don't know what broke but there was there would be like twenty plus. Uh, Maruna ogres or frostworms on screen. Yeah, um, like all the shamans. Do you remember that patch? Is that what you're saying you want, Perry? Is I, that kinda, what you want? Kind of. <laughs> it's good. It's a lot better than killing a bunch of stupid spiders that don't do anything. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I, the 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 that this is also a big part of the monolith discussion as well. It's ironic because now we're talking about this is because, well the clearing the whole monolith thing wouldn't be such a slug if going through one mono was like just freaking spiders and skulls and then the other mono you deal with like gorgons and freaking you know diamond matrons and consistency and, you know, covenants of dominions yeah consistency would absolutely be agree enjoyable yeah definitely and that would like, uh that would fix a lot of the problems because then you know what you expect you can like gear for it you can set your character up for it you know go ahead jay i was gonna say like if the first pack of mobs you encounter in a mono is like a rare and like a couple of little minions of said rare or like a pack of little ice spiders and you know that's what the mono is gonna be like leave. then you'll play accordingly right well so right now you can just leave and go back in and it'll be it'll spawn different monsters instead yeah there is that won't be the no case. reward whatsoever for doing an echo, if the first monster you encounter is a diamond matron, nah. you, you could just True. leave. Yep. Hopefully, you that see slave free patrolling people. diamond matrons. Nah. He's like, nah. See ya. <laughs> now, I I still do those nodes because I think they're fun and I enjoy having fun. Yeah. But strictly speaking, there is no reward for it. Nope. Yeah. And uh, as well, like with these kind of like systems and all that, like. Ichi, I don't know. I don't know if they've thought of this, but like they have the perfect system for this already built into the game, like with the you know the zones and stuff, like the like all of the different like you know timelines and stuff. Just have like just have each echo timeline specific. If you see like divine era mobs, like like Majasa mobs, like chapter nine mobs, that's what you get. Oh, if you see 
like Maruna ogres, bam, that's like little gone stuff. Like, you know, all the Maruna sirens and stuff and crabs and stuff like that. Like the problem is you start mixing these things. You start having Maruna ogres on top of diamond matrons on top of covenant of dominions. That's where, that's where this one shit hits the fan. Sorry for my uh, language, but that, that is because it's like these things that were meant to be fought by themselves because of their tool set, like Maruna ogres, diamond matrons and stuff like that. They're fine on their own. But then when you introduce either multiples of them or different kinds of them, it just becomes an absolute, mess on the screen like i don't know if you guys seen it's just like oh i i know you guys have but like it like doesn't it become an absolute mess when that happens like jay what do you think i mean they have the tile sets they can do exactly what you're saying with like specific tile sets like if you load in and you see like coral everywhere then it should be maruna ogres right like they have they have the areas set there they could just have it so mobs are tied to what tile set you get for the monolith and it would fit with the theme yeah. because we're time traveling to that echo to go there right N nothing so bothers me more than going to a snowy area and it being full of covenant dominions and like siege golems i i think i think the conversation about theme is like huge here like just, just that one little change i think it would make you feel a lot more immersed in the game itself you know mm -hmm. mixing and matching that could even be one of the monoliths by itself right like, let's say, like, the last ruin where everything is, like, totally corrupted by void. That could just be, like, the place where everything gets mixed and matched because the whole world is corrupted. Yeah, yeah and, like and if it's per mono, and eventually when multiplayer comes and they fix the cheesing of leaving and resetting the tile set, right, when they fix that, that could just be an other, another added layer of difficulty that they can add to the monolith is by just like for instance like we really like the divine like the like not like uh like what's 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 a really good uh blessing monolith like follow the outcast right fall no not follow the outcast it'd be like lagan's timeline because like sure, Mike shred and stuff like that right just add the cancerous ones in there you know, like like the you know the divine air, and that would be the reward is you know better stuff in there and as well when you go to an echo and it's you can see before you go into the echo you can see the tile set so you know what mobs to expect so if you don't want to deal with covenant of dominions you don't have to but you have to you know go around kind of like the other modifiers in the monolith like you know critavoid or whatever right it'd be the same thing and it would make monolith grinding way more interesting and it would make zooming like we're talking about harder because if you want to play like to do the fastest you don't want to slog through diamond matrons right so you'll like go around and it'll like you know it'll make the game more interesting that way while also introducing another layer of complexity that I, isn't I, I got here. a thought for you i got a thought for you <clears throat> i'm i'm uh I'm, I'm taking an idea that we have in twitch chat here and i'm gonna take it to a different level how about the mixing or the uh the corrupting of a tile set where different kinds of monsters show up, what if that showed up more often the further away from the center of the monolith web that you move? Because the further you get away from the center, that's where better rewards are, that's where better rarity is, that's where you get higher um, higher uh, corruption when you kill an aerobus out there. It's like You want your incentivized to be as far away from pos as possible because also the modifiers themselves last longer when you're out there. 
and then you get like some corrupted mobs where it's like weird stuff going on. But then if you want to play it safe, you just like you stay near the middle because then it's like all the same mobs all the time. And and to add to that, what else they could also do is kind of like Path of Exile where you had Shaper and like Elder influence. You could have the same thing where they have different influences, you know, like, well, influences, you know, tile sets, whatever. They have different influences. Like, for instance, this one has half, you know, has half a uh, Lagan stuff and the other half has like Imperial era stuff and like mixed and that like exactly what you're saying, except like, you know, you can see it on the tile. Like, I think, I think, I think we might, I think we might see that in the soul fire bastion. They have the, uh, the fire boy. What's he called? The, the yeah, giant. yeah, yeah. The different cut types. That yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. they, they take them and they rebrand them from fire to necrotic. I think what you're saying, we could, we could very realistically see that in game. I think you could take it another step further as well. Like specifically around shades, you could have the the mon the monos the echoes, like based on proximity to shades, just get more and more chaotic. Like if you're doing a mono right before a shade, it can just have like the whole zoo inside that echo, to like kind of make it even more of a challenge to get to fight the shade to begin with, right? And because you could, you're in such close proximity to the Shade of Arbus. You could also make it a monolith mod. Like monolith mod. This area is invaded by like what Arborist is saying. This mod theme, in addition to their native mod type, and there's extra mobs in the monolith because of that. So <laughs> that there's yeah. not just crit avoid Recently. everywhere. Please. <laughs> please. Not just crit avoid everywhere. Please. 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 Anything that uh, dilutes the pool. Thank you. <laughs> would would you would you purposely avoid a mono if it like the only text was like you know plus thirty rarity inhabited by diamond matrons? Yes. Oh yeah, I would definitely. never. You, you'd avoid it. Yeah. Jesus it, Christ. Yeah. No. Unless if like there was a reason to kill rares, like if specifically killing rare, or they could make that. You know how I was talking about it earlier, where it was like the the chest, the exalted chest stuff, where like you would drop in the mono. Just make the rares drop them. Like, make the rares and the mini-bosses drop them. Be like, oh, like, on an exalted chest motto, every rare would drop an exalted chest instead of a rare chest, and that would benefit you for actually putting those rares into your monolith. Or and they're all diamond matrons. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm listening. I like this. Chess. Can we just remove diamond matrons from the game? Would that Come be on. okay? <laughs> just relegate Please? them to one timeline, kind of like Frostworms. Yeah. Wait, which one the frostworms in? I haven't seen a frostworm in so uh, Formos no, Formosus. Yeah. Oh, I never do that. Where your frostbite one. shackles, right? <laughs> I got like almost perfect frostbite shackles on the first try. I haven't I haven't killed that boss since. <laughs> what no LP? Nah. I have I oh. it was before LP existed, so unfortunately. Yeah. That mount is actually really easy to farm because the tile sets aren't that bad. Interesting, okay. Other than frostworms. <laughs> So I'm I'm gonna attempt to uh, I don't know about refocus, but maybe focus us somewhere. So I'm scrolling through the O eight five C patch notes, and we've touched on most of the important things here. There's like randomization of where your player spawns and where the echo, uh, I really like, like where the echo boss is, and like that's nice. It feels good, but I don't think it's really that big a deal. We don't have to spend any time on that. Well, except for the fact that it can question. place you right in front of a Covenant of Dominion a few times <laughs> already. 
Jay, go ahead. I actually have a question for you guys about the whole instability thing to focus in a bit more. Are there any uniques, boss-specific uniques, that thanks to the st- like increased instability gain and not having to do the two quest echoes, are there any boss uniques that you have now decided you are going to farm with LP because of this change? Mine, I was going for Wings of Argentus anyway. Hopefully it's going to get even easier now. Mm, Wings of Argentus, the first two boss echoes are wicked fast. So yeah. I guess the only thing you're talking about is uh just is making like the faster. stability gain itself. Yeah. Sure, I could see it. Um what what we might actually see is people farming Anchor of Oblivion. Which is a unique item that, that maybe someone it's knows. The super what it is. endurance threshold one. Yeah. It's the one that gives you a, a megaton of endurance threshold, endurance percentage on a relic. Mm-hmm. And it gives you like Oh yeah. And and yeah. strength and something else. It's the it's the relic you would use like void if endurance. Void, void damage. For instance, that that would be the perfect kind of like relic for like the shield rush build. If like mm-hmm. release a, a wave of void. If you're playing crit shield rush, because like it would reduce your max HP while also enforcing your EHP significantly. Yeah, like it's if you get LP on that thing, it has a lot of relevant stats on it. But like no one's ever going to use it because you have to farm the one monolith that you would never farm. It's just so far out of the way. And there's also no reward for it, so weird. Yeah. Uh, Call of the Tundra is another one. Uh, Call of the Tundra I used to not touch, but like now that like we can spam farm here at, uh, the 18 health regen and flat HP on it, and of course the 18 melee cold, might actually make a... Uh, uh, shattered lance or just health regen like health regen set up on like druid or whatever really really strong because you can get double health regen on it and it would be insane like having, there's a lot of things you can get on there having up to plus four levels on warcry is really not a meme there there yeah. are things that i would happily spec into if i had plus four levels on warcry too bad it goes rolls between one and four <laughs> just keep farming it just keep farming it i mean yeah this is the patch for it do you think we will see people farming ravenous voids in tournaments now? Maybe if we're like, it's a void night tourney. If it's a void night tourney, I could see it. Farming ravenous void? Yeah. yeah. No. Because I, like- I mean, it's like going to be a lot easier now, like significantly. But aren't, think, there, uh, aren't there better uses of your time than farming ravenous void in a four day tournament? I mean, I mean like, if what? you're playing a good build anyway. and you rush, like what uh, Vision's going for it right now, see? Exactly. <laughs> Another really good one that people are really sleeping on, and it started gaining popularity, as Jay knows as well, because he's been uh, getting onto this, is Woven Flesh. Woven oh, yeah. Flesh, LP Woven Flesh, has to be one of, like, the best uniques to turn LP, because... Because, uh, let me just read it for everybody in chat, if you don't know. Uh, Woven Flesh gives you a very small amount of increased health, as, like, whatever, right? 2-4% to 4% of overkill damage leeches health. That is really good on builds that hit really hard and really slow. Like, for instance, your Racing Strike and stuff, because your overkill damage is leeched, and you don't need that much leech to get to full. Because, like, if you hit something with a Racing Strike when you're playing a Void Knight, you want to go from, like, 1 HP all the way to full, right? Obviously, and that's what helps you do that. And it means you have to, you don't have to spec as much leech on stuff like, uh, you know, Anomaly and stuff like that. Then 
20 to 40 increased damage leech as health. This is multiplicative with leech percentage. And it's the same mod that's on Anomaly. And as people know, if you've ever played with Anomaly yet and the increased health leech, it is one of the most busted things in the entire game. Uh, so that alone, being able to utilize that on more classes quicker will be like insanely strong. And of course, and it also has elite trait on top of that. Like just, just give us vault pact. Why not? Of course. And then like on, on top of all that, 100% critical strike avoidance. Well, which Man. is the reason I would use it just to make the yeah. rest of my gearing easier. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Right. It's well, like I mean, actually I, insane. I was leaving the best for last, obviously, <laughs> but like still like that, that is absolutely nuts, nuts. Like on sorcerer. Well, I guess not sorcerer, but like spell on blade on rogues where you had the worst rogues, gearing experience. Yeah. Rogues. Like, I got a two LP one recently and mm -hmm. I was very happy about that. <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about woven flesh, can I shout out my new favorite item in the whole flipping game? Okay. Can can we talk about Alchemist the brand ladle? new? Do you, do you know what it is, Dren? Alchemist Ladle. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Beekeeper no. gloves. No, no. <laughs> no fiery dragon shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Those? Yes. And if, you if you're saying really, then I think you haven't read them recently. So in patch 085 proper, there was a buff to fiery dragon shoes for some random reason. So it it uh, it increases your chance to receive a crit, which makes mm -hmm. you die more often, right? But it says up to eighty five percent less bonus damage taken from critical strikes. That's you can just put these boots on and ignore crit avoidance. I mean, you're still going to be taking fifteen percent more damage periodically yeah, when you get but crit. It's it's the efficiency. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's the good. efficiency of it. That's the point. Because like now, like you don't like for woven flesh. Like the crit avoid's really strong, but it is on a chest, and your loot like like it is on a chest, and there's a lot of good chest implicits like on primalist specifically. Yeah, but there's a lot of good implicit. stats on boots too. It's one of the only ones oh, yeah. you can get hybrid HP. So well, you no, get some you LP, can get that good. as LP, but you can't get the implicit of chests on like for instance uh oh implicit sorry yeah, yeah the implicit like the movement speed on the primalist chest yeah. piece. you wouldn't want to use a woven flesh but you could use fiery dragon shoes very easily if you get really good lp obviously uh another unique as well like i'm looking down the list here i think it is totally a justifiable thing if you're playing a build and you're trying to like refine it to farm three LP or more atrophies, I think it is possible now, and it's like an actual thing you can focus on. There for a lot damage of over time build, for damage over time builds that specifically don't benefit from your gloves, specifically yeah. like like judgment and ravaging or and abyssal echoes. And like stuff if like if, that. if the best thing you can get is just increased damage over time, you just go for that instead. Yep. Yeah, and you just slap HP, crit avoid, attack speed, damage over time, whatever you need. Like, because gloves are a really good, like, you know, wild card. And they also come on the cast speed base. So if you're playing, like, a cast speed version, like, it's insanely strong as well. I mean, yeah, that bis for, uh, what's it called? Uh, the skill in the VK Tawny. Echoes. Like, yeah. Bis for Echoes, bis for Ravaging Aura. 
Well, Biss until you get Rav until Ravenous Void. Yeah, but even cool. with LP, I think they're better than Ravenous Voids. Yeah, they well, yeah, now they should be. Well, yeah, <laughs> after the nerf, yeah. Uh, you know, same thing with Frost. We live in enough. Fifteen percent damage reduction is still pretty good. Well, yeah, but yeah, like, but have you have you been here, Perry? Have you taken <laughs> damage yet, Perry? Have you seen how hard the <laughs> dot chunks you? It's scary. What <laughs> if you don't have cleanse on your belt, you will die. Oh. oh. I mean, Another, I just I put cleanse in my belt. So, yeah, so I play in hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I just put cleanse in all my belts, and we're good. Yeah, but you're gonna hit a potion when you have like 600 uh, endurance threshold. Well, when I'm low on life, yeah, that's what I do. Is I click my potions. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, that is definitely gonna result in some deaths. Okay, that okay. change. And another, maybe not to you, but just well, like just in play general. Health regen builds. I hear just you. play health regen builds, Kappa. Doesn't it disable health regen? No, it only leech? disables leech. It only disables uh, okay. leech. Another unique. I've been messing around with this a little bit, uh, this specific unique, and since uh, it's going to be really easy to farm them now, uh, Strand of Souls. I know that, like, like the mana, mana spent gained as ward, like, usually is slept on because, you know, Glacier doesn't exist right now and stuff like that. But, like, when I was playing around with Static, I know, shut up, Jay, I know, Static, I know. But when you're, like, getting to 200 mana with Static... And then you had like 200% of mana gained as ward. Yes, you can go over 100%. You can go over that very easily, especially on mage. Uh, the, the belt helps. You can get like, I think like 700 ward at least from like, like a meteor cast or like a glacier cast or, or like more like 400. You get, you get a lot of ward just from spamming high mana abilities, which might revive some sorcerer archetypes or some other archetypes as well. Like, this is not just, like I said, not just sorcery. Like, you could use this on any build that, like, has a really high mana cost skill, right? I just want to say, Lizard won the Sorcerer Tony with Glacier, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, I mean, I'm talking about, like, Glacier ward, doesn't exist. Ward, well, yeah, like, I'm talking about, like, Ward, like, Ward, like, stacking Sorcerer, that's what I mean. Like, like yeah. literally, like, focusing on Ward as defense, not, like, conversions and stuff. Like, the old version. So it's like, and the thing is, the best thing is, is like, belts aren't really that important for ward builds. Like, there's some, like, there's some belts you can use, but like, Stranded Souls with one LP with cleanse or like cold res for like uh, shackles, because shackles works really well with Strand of Souls because uh, when you gain a big boost of ward, the best thing that will help you is retention by far. So. And of course, it comes with retention on it. Ward per second, ward gain on kill. So, Strand of Souls is definitely something that is on my radar now for like oh, builds yeah. if I want to play it. Because in theory, if you're just spamming high mana cost skills for some reason, right? In some way, it is just free EHP. I just want to say, as long as we're not talking about Twisted Heart, right? You said like belts. I was just belts about to say Twisted. You can say the same thing, guys. So like, <laughs> yeah. So belts, they're not particularly good for war builds unless you're converting a portion of your HP into ward. In which case, mm. you want as much HP on your belt as you possibly can. So I mean, Twisted you just Heart. Trying yeah. to souls with hybrid. Well, yeah. Oh, just get a two LP starting to souls. Well, oh, it's actually. easier now. It's easier. <laughs> oh, now. Well, I mean, okay. It depends. It depends. Like, do you need your prefixes on a belt other than cleanse? Like, uh, like. You know, you don't you don't technically need it depends on the build right but like yeah it's like you can get a really good like i dropped like i dropped a 2lp strand farming it the other day because the stupid stability stuff i did like 20 a bombs in a row it's like that like, that you you might be an outlier in, in well, yeah, getting your 2lp belt super easy but, 
Dude, it only has an 82 me, LP level. It guys. took me like an hour and a half <laughs> to do those 20 A bombs. So you like, it, it's not that hard. Like you can like just spam bosses. So it's like, okay. it, it, it like you you can shoot for it. Now, obviously, if it happens, I don't know, but you can shoot for it definitely. So I guess yeah, I, like, haven't, I haven't done any boss farming. farming flesh. I haven't done I any boss say. farming in Empowered Monoliths yet, so I don't I don't know how fast the loop feels these days. Maybe I do have to give this a shot. I'll, I'll keep that in the back insane. of my mind. It is absolutely you, insane. Are you Go exaggerating a little? 20, 20 A-bombs in an hour and a half is a lot, considering like I've heard people saying how, how quickly they are doing four in it an hour and a half. It was 500 corruption with the Shield Rush build, and I had double memory. So I was doing like really high like like ability monos and like 500 corruption. So it was like... Like I did, like I did a few monoliths, and bam, I had another a bomb. Bam, I had another a bomb. Bam, I had another a bomb because I just kept resetting it because of the memories. Man, okay. not having to do those first two quests, like the, yeah, the quests, too. the quests that don't give you stability, too. and the quests don't give you, you know, anything. Yeah, right? if you kill yeah. a bomb in like a minute, it doesn't take that long. You know? Yeah, wow. you'd have huh. to be getting a lot of stability in Echo, though. Uh, that is, it's just, it's very, very fast. <laughs> Well, you get well, you get arena echoes too, and they give you a lot of stability. And like you remember, like as you move up in like as you move up in corruption, the bonus stability scales with the regular stability. You know that, right? Yeah. So it do like it double dips. Like it's almost twice as fast as before. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah, I suppose you're right. You do get a lot, especially and when you're, if you're fire, playing a build. You do get a lot of stability. <laughs> and if you get a memory chaos, like if you get a memory, if you get a memory and redo all the really high ones at the end that you like, obviously go do. You can just chain bosses like it's nothing. Like, Literally an A bomb every five minutes. You don't have to do the stupid two missions and kill if you got a yeah. playing a good build like 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 lightning blast sorcerer or something you kill a bomb bam you're back in a mono bam you're back in a bomb bam you're back in a mono bam you're back in a bomb and as long as you're not like resetting your monolith with a uh, orbis uh until like you exhaust everything like it is nuts at like really high corruption and like using using the vessel of memory explicitly for that purpose just to like chain the outer rim of your monolith web to get that stability gain faster i like it okay yeah it, it makes sense when you're at that high corruption because you're just saving yourself time because getting to that far in 500 corruption obviously if you're playing a good build it doesn't take that long and you can also stack modifiers as well like that's what like you know every single time i did an a-bomb it was like 500% rarity because guess what? Guess what? You You're don't not have having to do, do the two quest new quest things. So it really do, helps yeah, that. You have like 500% rarity and you have like two A-bombs set up. You just do them twice in a row and they both have 500% rarity. It's amazing. So <clears throat> how, how does this tie into our discussion of defenses in Last Epoch? Next like, podcast. Next podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think defense is still like I think with how much they're like defenses are so in depth because like like we still need to like talk about a lot in terms of defenses. Like sure, we barely covered the topic, but like there's there's a lot to talk about. Like the health, like the like what do you what do you call it? Like the the future of the game and how healthy 
the endurance system is with HP. Like, is it actually good for the game or is it not? Like stuff like how, that. How strong does Ward need to be to counteract it? What yeah, what's going to happen like, to dodge? What, Am I ever going to build what, it? What is the the unicorn the Ward build that EHD won't nerf but is still good? How hmm. about when are they going to give us some form of defense against dots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. There's an entire amulet base that you could use instead of a bone amulet. Oh, friend. really? Yeah. yeah. How, just what's, just, uh, what's just the use that. <laughs> what's it's, the implicit on that amulet? It's 20% negative. <laughs> is 20? Is it, it's 20, right? <laughs> it goes up to 20%, but you have to get lucky. It's really annoying because shapings mm. are like annoying right now. Honestly, one of the scariest things about damage over time is the fact that they happen in chunks. Yep. So like you're not sure if it's a damage over time. Like it's it's explicitly a design feature of Last Epoch that damage over time doesn't happen slowly, gradually over time. It is like in Path of Exile, you get blood, you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah, you oh, know fuck, exactly what's thought. happening. Yep. Yeah. But like in 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 Last Epoch, it is intentional. The devs did this. They wanted it to be chunky damage so that when you go to the dummy, you can see how much damage you're dealing. That's yeah. that's why that system is in place. God and when you're bleeding you and you don't flip and know it, <laughs> it's really scary. Yeah, especially when you get a bunch of like bleed stacks or poison stacks on you and you're like, oh, this is fine. And then you start moving away and all of a sudden it deletes half your HP. Bonk. That's yeah. It's yeah. And like uh, Amarathi was bringing up on his stream. I was watching him the other day. A cool dude, by the way, if you don't know him, he's uh, the only Aussie streamer I know for Last Epoch currently. He's also really handsome. Yeah, he has a really cute corgi. But uh, specifically on the stream, he was playing Poison. I think he was playing Poison Tornado Swarmblade. And people kept asking him, why is your damage look so bad, Amarathi? And he's like, oh, it's because you have to swim through the sea of fucking small numbers to find the one big number that's white that gets hidden under any crit. <laughs> I think the bigger the number is, I think the like it should be on top. I don't know about you guys. I think that should be the case. Like if I'm hitting like with twenty thousand tornadoes per second, and I'm doing like two million damage, I think that that should take priority over everything else, right? <laughs> if it's that much bigger than everything else, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I just think in general the biggest number should be on top. I, well, that's like, that's just... why the crit shows on top, Greg. Come on. <laughs> the, the crit for 20 damage that's why you just run singularity it. there fix bam, so there there's a there's another game out there it's pretty small you probably haven't heard of it but it's called diablo free and they literally have a game option where you can disable crits it's pretty good for non-crit builds i hmm. i would like to see a feature like that in last epoch i mean that's we cute. have singularity so you just use that instead <laughs> It's a one by one, so it's not even that much opportunity cost. And of I'm, course, uh, it's EHG like EHG approved, like they said in their forum post. And I refuse to use, to use singularity as that principle. Can we get singularity as a boss drop somewhere? Like we, we have Orkirian pedals. The fact it doesn't roll. I, I think the fact that it rolls between ten to twenty is just a slap in the face of us. Like like it's already eight bad. to twenty. Eight, eight to twenty. Yeah, eight to twenty. Yeah, I have a minimum good. rolled one. Sick. <laughs> Sick. You can just use it to disable crit for some reason. Like, like oh, I, I, the boss deals more damage each time you crit. Bam, just run a singularity fixed. Just just introduce introduce the solution first and then the problem. Guys, I fixed Bostia. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. On some builds, you'd be doing uh, bosses quicker because of that. Because <laughs> of the way the Bostia works. <laughs> 
or singularity. Found the use of uh, singularity, guys. Just, just make it make you ignore, you know, Bastiar. Perfect. If they you buff it right, up Perry. like forty percent, it'll be pretty good. Just yeah, like they, if it was forty percent, it would actually be usable. And they should have. They should have the started big. They should have. They should have started huge and then nerfed it instead of yeah, releasing definitely. singularity from eight to twenty percent. They I they should have released something that goes from like forty to sixty. Just yeah. huge. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the thing is, it that wouldn't would even juicer. be that OP because, like, I play crit and I get six times my damage. But if it's... if it were forty to sixty, it would make you want to experiment. Yeah, eight exactly. percent more damage doesn't make anybody want to experiment with it. And the game's in it... early access. They should they should do what they say they do: throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And like, I would 8, play Targeted Glacier. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. No, that wouldn't work, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it would. No, it wouldn't, because it literally disables your crit. It's not like you deal no damage with crit, so you wouldn't be able to crit with Glacier and get mana back. Well, I don't care about that. I just want to make it do damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's the I issue guess. with Glacier right oh, now. When you play Toxic Glacier, playing. you can't get damage. I just the meta is like running the, the version where you don't get the mana back, I guess. No, even even, even just talking about, you're talking about Glacier plus Singularity, uh, Singularity yeah. doesn't even work with one of the two non-crit items in the entire game. <laughs> We've got wing guards, and like wing guards disable your crit, and like okay, I get it, I get it. But yep. sacrificial embrace is <laughs> a unique pair of gloves that isn't ravenous void and that drops some elder <laughs> gas mark, and it says like you you have no crit multi, but you gain a buff when you crit. And like wow, there, yeah, there's is... there's like there's one garbage non crit item in the entire game that nobody knows how to use, and you're gonna release another non crit item that just doesn't work with the first one. I mean, ah! I'll be honest, I, I still am a firm believer of them adding Sacrificial Embrace just to debate you when you're trying to farm Ravenous Void. I think that, kind of like how in Path oh, yeah, of Exile, definitely. you know how like Path of Exile, they have the Squire, and then they introduce the other unique shield to like debate you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same exact ideology. Just screw, like just, just fuck with people. Like, I, I agree with that. It's I like all those that. leather belts. Oh, baby warms melt. Yeah. 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 Not to break, right. but I have Let's, a nine percent. <laughs> Let's I wanna I wanna do one final round table, okay? So I would like to steal everybody's build because I don't know what to play for this weekend. So I'm gonna bring up the topic. Can I what what are you two playing in Last Epoch right now? Like what what are you doing? What's your current project that you're working on? I'll let you go first, Jay. Well, I'm not playing the tourney because I'm going away for the weekend, but today I was playing Amarathi's Zeusid in 1.0, you know, with Javelin Devotion. But after talking about this stability stuff, I'm thinking I might go back to Shadow Daggies with Umbral Blades. Yeah. Just make a really juicy Shadow Dagger Blade Dancer. Do you want to, do you want to try going Poison with... Uh... Poison is blade? just as strong, no, not stronger no. in some situations. You want you want the yellow numbers, huh? I want the yellow numbers. I want the fat yellow numbers. But Beast. also, if I was going to play the tourney, just saying, Perry, there's a really great skill combination right now. Uh, you use Vengeance, and in the Sentinel base passive tree, there's a skill called Retribution. Slap those together for uh, just peak ZDPS. Like tens, maybe twenties of damage. At at least at do least I, fives. Do I need a singularity to make that build work? No, because retribution gets a hundred percent crit chance. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Dread, how about how about for you? What's what's your current project? Uh, so I just finished Static Spellblade because I quit the build as soon as I heard that the ability to bypass the mana and cooldown of stat, well, at least the mana of of Static with Surge is a bug. So for some odd reason, they just buffed Static, but then they didn't want Static Spellblade to work. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just go play Sorcerer instead. We can do that. You know, nobody wants to play Spellblade anyways, I guess. Uh, <laughs> nobody wanted to have a new Spellblade build at all or anything. You know, there's there, there's no reason to have those, you know, Static nodes in Surge, but, you know, uh, being salty enough after that, I have been working on a build that I've been wanting to make for a very 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 long time as soon as i saw swarm blade form some of the nodes so there is a node inside swarm blade that gives you that allows you to trigger a random companion abilities ability uh when you use swarm strike now the build wasn't really good up until this point because they introduced something in this hotfix that allows you to gain rage when you summon a locust which makes non crit non atera's path uh, lo like locusts, like swarm blade, actually function because you can gain rage by just summoning your locusts, right? It is storm crow swarm blade. So the idea is you have three swarm, uh, three crows because you can only have three because uh, Artor's legacy, and uh, I'm not using the the bug in Wolf to get the fourth one currently, uh, but I'm sure you guys can use that version. I don't know what you'd get rid of the, in the skills though, because you're kind of like uh. It's really hard to do that. But so the idea is when you swarm strike, you can target your, uh, you know, you can target your thing. And it's better than the Beastmaster version. Sure, the Beastmaster version has like five or six crows, but you don't have to pay mana for the crow storm, which is a lot. You don't have to pay mana for a Terra's Blessing to reset that cooldown. You don't have to wait six seconds for the cooldown. Uh, and you just spam Swarm Strike. It does not do as much damage as the Beastmaster version or like whatever, but Jay would like to think are, they're not. Uh, they're you're playing okay. a Storm. Are your Storm Crows living? So yes. the, the only the yes. only like good Storm yes, Crow are. builds that oh, I've I was, ever seen I was about to snapshot everything. Are you snapshotting everything? I was. No, I'm not. I, I don't need to use snapshotting. Okay. Okay. My build's good. So no, the idea is since you can use Crowstorm, it's another one of those builds where you get to ignore the minion AI because Crowstorm can be procced from anywhere on the map. So, like, you just Crowstorm, Crowstorm, Crowstorm with your Swarm Strike, and you just, like, make sure your crows aren't dying. So you use a combination that I've been working on. You use the Leech Wand, right? The, the what is it called? Reach of the Grave. It's very important. You want to Leech. Because Crowstorm does a lot of damage, right? So they leech a lot. Now, obviously, it doesn't happen that often. Uh, so, like, they need a really high HP pool. The reason why crows die all the time is because they have some of the lowest base HP and HP scaling per attribute in the game. So you have to go overkill, like, absolute overkill to keep them alive. So I have, like, 50-plus attributes between strength and attunement because they scale off of both. Uh... So that's like a bunch of flat. That's about like 50% more flat HP. Then I have like 700% minion health. Thank God for uh, thank God for all the new dungeons and stuff for being able to like 
farm exalted jewelry and stuff and thank god for my 3lp uh uh arboreal circuit with t6 uh minion health thank god uh then of course on top of that like 700 you also use a ribbon of blood so that they can't be crit and all of that in combination they will not die in 350 to 400 the only thing i see them die to is armor shred and that's understandable because it makes them take like 50 percent more damage very easily right now i have tried t4 drill at the build uh jay told me to do it because you know he always t tells me to do t4 drill because he's mean uh but <laughs> so it's mandatory content well i mean not really but whatever we can we can have an argument about that all day if we want but still uh with the crows, they're actually surviving the beams because you use a Jirla's Obsession, the gloves that give you void res, right? And that's enough to make your crows survive the beams. Like, that's enough. They right? survive the beams? Yes, they survive the beams. Wow, as as You're okay. actually attacking with Crow Storm. Okay. The problem is you surviving because oh. you're playing a minion <laughs> build with no sustain. Now, there's a way of doing it. You run health regen, you go Vessel Strife, the problem is, the problem is, I I am not a very rich man in terms of that gear yet because how HP regen was garbage up until they introduced like Vessel of Strife. So I'm still farming for it, and I would have to do a complete regearing from healing effectiveness gear to HP regen gear. It would take a little bit of effort, but it is definitely worth it. But once I would make that change, in theory you'd be able to just do T4 drill with like crows very easily because what happens is the crow storm, they have really high max HP. They have void res, right? You'd want like a two LP obsession with void res and crit chance, or mainly just a, like, if anything, you could just run an obsession with, with void res and then run more crit and your idols and stuff or your prefix on your chest. For reference, my chest is like plus three of storm crows, plus three of storm crows and nothing else. Like, literally nothing else i have 2.6 k hp so like i it's nowhere near refined but it works and it has the damage to d2 do d4 jirla because you have a combo because what you can do is you can leave swarm blade form i know it sounds terrible and i was just wait just wait it sounds terrible but leaving swarm blade form for this is a very good idea because not only does it give you access to a terrace pa uh, i mean dangling roots to get a bunch of flat right? Because you 40 flat, well, 50 flat, right? That's insane for a companion build like this because you can't go the solo companion route. You also get to spam the abilities. Are you counting the hoops, Perry? It's <laughs> only two hoops. It's only two I'm counting the payoffs. It's actually really easy. You And then you get to spam the regular Crow Storm, right? And the Attain Roots. You swap back into Swarm Blade form, right? which is really easy because it's fast and you get the DR, so you can't die during it most of the time. You can't uh, die. Depends. It depends on what you're doing at the time. Listen, Dread, I, I, I feel like I need to cut you off or else this is going to become the video wait, I'm for the build done. guy. There's done. no way so, this video makes it to air because no, wait. crows are going to flop. <laughs> no, It's not going to no, happen. It's, wait, they're already doing fine. Like, yes, something's going to go wrong. I, I'm if Dread, I love your passion. I already recorded the video. You are, you're so passionate. No, no, seriously. And then when you swap to Swarmblade, you get a proc of Swarm Strike, which is another Crow Storm. Yeah. And then you get a spam uh, yeah. Crow Storm again. Then you get a spam it again. Yeah. Then again. Then you swap and repeat it. And you get like, like eight Storm, like 
Like you get eight crow storms, and the devs did not balance around that. You were getting five hundred think, think k crits per crow storm. No, it's not bugged. It's it's just mechanics. It's literally mechanics because <laughs> it's not bugs. It's mechanics. Form. No, it is. It is. Snapshotting you... isn't a bug. It's just <laughs> mechanics. I'm not using snapshotting. Clever use of uh, game I, mechanics. I, I, like, dread, dread. You're so you're so excited about this build. I cannot wait for the devs to be like, yeah, it's a bug. <laughs> no, it's not because no, it is not a bug because you're using swarm blade. Because when you enter swarm blade, you do a swarm strike. Then you get to use swarm strike again because it resets your cooldown. Then you get to use swarm strike again, again, and again. And then you swap out, and then you get to use your you know, entangling roots again to buff them back up. Then you get to uh, do another crow uh, uh, strike, crow storm, because you have the companion ability on your bar, and then you get to do that again, and then you get to entangle roots again. I, I have a question. Bypass the CD. Yeah, but Dread, what what happened the last time that you played a build where you got really excited about bypassing a cooldown? What? How, how did that go? <laughs> well, that did terrible because it was a Ooh. fucking spell blade. Wasn't can, wasn't that was confirmed also, to be a? You can actually build the fences on on Drew. There's a word we're looking for here, Drew. Uh, wait, wait. We're not catching up on. <laughs> what was the issue with that build oh, that made no. you stop playing it? What was the issue with that? Build? What was happened when you put a little message in Ask the Devs in the official LE Discord? That's not like none of this is bugged. <laughs> none of that's bugged. You literally when you swarm strike you. No, when you swarm strike, even yeah. if you, even if you, even if, okay, let's say even if it costs mana to crow storm, it wouldn't matter because you have enough rage sustain anyways. Like you are over camping on rage sustain. Even if you had to pay 40 mana slash rage per time, it literally wouldn't matter because you don't spend any other rage in the build. Like you would have plenty, right? Like you would have plenty. Like I like even if that was the bug, you are like even if that was a bug. Like even if they made it so you had to pay the mana, it still wouldn't matter because you'd have plenty of mana sustain because you're going into form, going out of form, going into form. And of course, you could use a terrace. I mean, you could use a terrace path for even more rage because mm -hmm. gardens are rage. Because apparently, that's completely fine, right? You're right. But, I'm you know, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. I hope I know you guys are giving yeah, me right. a hard time. Perry, just can you? Um, I'm I'm just giving a hard time. What? Perry and chat. Can you guys? Can you guys smell that? It's, get out think, and stop i think that's copium <laughs> <laughs> all right i i want to real quickly talk about the, the the builds that i've been playing um during the week as well and then i'm going to finish the podcast by begging dread to share with me the build planner for bleed devouring orbs so, so here's here's what i've been working on i've got two builds that are kind of in the works one is highlighting a unique item and one is just kind of messing around because i don't have a lich so the Lich build that I've been trying to work on, it, it, it's hard for me to figure out whether this Lich build is actually good or whether Lich's kit is overloaded because you have, you, you know, like you have Reperform and you have Death Seal and that's more damage than every other mastery in the game just by default. So what I'm trying is a uh, an ailment based Hungering Souls build scaling down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, we're using damn. I'm listening. Yeah, it's like it's hard. If you thought my was bad, at least my build is like 500k per crow storm on the dummy. You know? mm -hmm. So it's it's like hard carry, and it's like how much damage am I? Well, I don't have access to damn effect. I don't have access to damn duration. Like all the things that would normally make this kind of build good, I just don't have access to because those kinds of things don't exist. And it's like technically this build is interesting because the hit based damage is necrotic and the ailment based damage is also necrotic so you can 
scale the hit damage and the damn damage at the same time by using singularity. (sighs) (laughs) So it is hard carried by how good Death Seal is, but honestly, it's been smooth sailing so far. So I'm excited to to get to Empowered and then feel like my damage drops off a cliff. What level are you? I'm like level 80. It's like super Oh, that build isn't making it into next week. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So the second build... Uh, is is highlighting my new favorite item, Fiery Dragon Shoes. I was trying to figure out what the best Ignite build in Last Epoch is, and I came up with bad. a bunch of builds that are just worse versions of Crit. But then we stumbled on Warpath. So yep. using using Warpath, using Fiery Dragon Shoes, using that as my Crit. See, it's funny here because Crit Warpath is garbage, so it could <laughs> never be better than Ignite Warpath. So so for Ignite Warpath, you get to use Fiery Dragon Shoes, ignore your Crit avoidance. You get to justify ignoring crit avoidance by using a wings of argentus which doesn't have the crit avoid base and then you just use like an attack speed helmet the new wing and helmet and then yeah that to, does exist huh? and then to supplement the uh the like pseudo crit avoidance 85 percent less bonus damage taking critical strikes on the boots you can also take the endurance nodes in paladin which have blind on them and then whenever you blind an enemy that applies a 50 percent less chance to critical strike to the enemy so like you have like this like hybrid kind of Wait, uh, blind. You've never that? played. You've never played with blind, have you, Perry? Oh my god! Go on. Do you know what blind does? Yeah, blind not only does chance. not. It only does not. I mean, it does reduce chance to be crit, but it also makes enemies shoot their projectiles wildly. I'm so playing a warpath me, build. I'm already well, spinning yeah, around. Obviously, so. here it's not that bad. But, like, normally it's bad because what would happen is, you know how, like, when an archer pack shoots you and, like, you can dodge it? Yeah, that wouldn't be the case if you blind them. But obviously, since you're playing Warpath, it's fine. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, I PM'd you the planner for uh, the Void Knight. Bleed! I... All right, we, we're going to have an excellent weekend. We're going to play some Bleed Devouring Orb. Oh, I'm so excited. I think, I think with that, we're going to uh, call it quits. I wait, thought wait, before I'm... we end, you, you oh, should open go ahead, the go ahead. planner. Please, what, not all cards. I should look at it? Yeah, open the planner. Oh my god, you are, uh, I, I think I think if I look at it in Discord, it's gonna screw up everybody's picture. No, so just I'll, open I'll, I'll it look up. at it no, right afterward. No, no, seriously, open it up right now. I'm fine. It's gonna it's gonna what no, is, it, it, is it a giant middle finger? What open is it? Put it in the chat. Open it. Here you go. I put it in chat. Put it in chat. Right, I don't mind sharing my build. I don't mind. Go ahead. Get out of here. <laughs> it's just a big you. middle finger. <laughs> If you don't know, by the way, if you're a listener, have LP, bro. It was just an alchemist ladle. <laughs> but if you get LP on it, maybe wait. It's a wand, isn't it? Can you even yeah. get bleed on it? Yeah, it's a wand. Yeah, you can't even get bleed a on joke. a wand. I'll, I'll send you the real planner. I'm oh sorry. my god, look at this guy. Okay, <laughs> I, I had to. It's April Fools. Come on, it's also a melee hit. I never knew that. About the ladle. So you had to whack people with it. Listen, listen. I thought I knew what this podcast was going to be about. I thought we were going to talk about defenses and complaining about the good old days of what used to be the case. And what Harry, defense- we do this every week. We got plenty of time. Well, it's okay. We got we had we had a topic that we thought we were going to cover. We talked about everything related to patch 085C instead. Yeah. Jay, I want to thank you for being here. Thank thank you for helping us cover this and uh, and shooting of the course. breeze with us a little bit. Anytime, man. It was fun. Always, defenses always next nice. time. <laughs> next time we'll talk about defenses for sure. 
And Dred, right. thank you so much for joining me again. I know you and I are about to go play in the weekend tournament with Vision GL. I just posted in the Discord, Ask the Devs, asking if it's intended that Swarm Strike, you know, bypasses the companion's cooldown, which I think is actually intended. Otherwise, that would be complete end. garbage. It, the the after garbage. party of this podcast will be in the official Discord <laughs> looking at the response to, to Dred's question. If you wanna if you wanna join the after party, just go hang out on the official Discord after this. In any case, for, for all of us here at Epic Epoch, this has been episode two, been joined by Jay the Product, talked about 085C. It's been a good time so far. Remember, if you're watching this live, you can always catch this on Spotify as well, and also on Dred's YouTube channel. Both those links are in the chat. If you type in exclamation point podcast right now, you get all the information you need. So for those of you live and for those of you on YouTube and Spotify, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. You know what? We'll see you next time.